The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hi, I'm Caroline Stanbury, and I am Divorced Not Dead. Fresh off the back of my divorce, I'm bringing real stories, real life, real talk on all things that aren't said. Why do we put so much pressure on ourselves for the happily ever after? Does our love story really have to be one great lengthy novel, or can we be happy with a book of short but exciting love stories? I guess we'll find out on Divorced Not Dead, and lucky me, you'll be joining me for the journey, so buckle up. Let some things be retrograde I like your yellow pilot glasses, dude. Honestly, do you want to know why I put these on? Do you feel like, because for me? Well, are you really always high? for you. No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no and no. I wish and I wish. No, I was like feeling low vibes and I was just like, maybe a yellow glasses will boost the mood. And? Color therapy. Honestly, I think that and this matcha hustle mm. and seeing your beautiful face. Oh, thanks. Really just did the trick. I could show you I could show you like a tit or something if it would make you feel better. Mm. No, I'm good with with what I have going on. Okay. But okay. just saying it, they're here for you. Save it for our new video series that we just <laughs> launched on Instagram. Okay. We moved the roses and thorns segment to video, guys. That's Check right. it out. We're at So Retrograde on Instagram. It's a fun time. Mm-hmm. And okay, so today's guest needs very little introduction. We've got Sarah Silverman joining us today. But I think I want our audience to get a little bit of backstory Mm -hmm. because she's such a special friend to the show, Steph. And and we know her obviously through you and through your years of comedy. So give us the rundown. Have I told this story the last time that that Sarah was on the show? Honestly, we could like forget the last time as much as I love that. That episode was 2016, right before the election. None of us quite could wrap our head around the idea of a Trump presidency at that point. And um, so that conversation is a little cringy for me personally, because color us surprised with what really? happened. I think it's like a it's I think it's like a time capsule of just like really a much more innocent consciousness where we the fact that we couldn't see that coming really says a lot about where we ended up. Yes. But anyways, so uh, Brian, our friend Brian Moses introduced me to Sarah. He brought me to her house because I was teaching yoga at the time. And we hung out and it was really fun. And I was teaching yoga. And then I had to go to the bathroom and I went to go pee in her house. And, you know, sometimes you think you have to pee, but you actually have to poo. (laughs) I'm familiar with with those occasions. And so I took a shit <laughs> and then I used her bidet because she had one of those like fancy Japanese toilets and I was like I'm about this life thank you for the heated seat thank you for the water squirt in my butthole and then I went to go flush the toilet and it did not flush and I just was kind of like paralyzed in this woman's bathroom being like oh my god what are my options here like am I just gonna like take a shit and leave I'll literally never be able to talk to this person again And so I just kind of like cracked open the door and I was like, um, and then she's like, what is it, sweetie? And I'm like, um, the toilet won't flush. And she's like, oh, no, did you make a BM? I was like, yes. And then she taught me how to flush the toilet. And ever since then, we've been bestest friends. (laughs) A real meet cute. I mean, if I've ever heard honestly, one. Honestly, I really do think it was the intervention of the gods <laughs> who broke that toilet. Yeah. And since then, you know, she's just been such an incredible friend and creative ear and really like a sister. And I know that she's really tracked the growth of that's a retrograde. And it's been like such an amazing person to have in your corner. Like everywhere we go, you know, she's like, they have a podcast. They have a-. It's like. Yeah, I've never had a friend who celebrates me having a podcast more than Sarah. right. Even when it was like kind of <laughs> not cool, not cool to have a podcast. And that's why we're so excited to celebrate her having a podcast. 
Yes. So like, let's just get to it. I can't speak highly enough of her show. I mean, everything she does, I think is the best, but it's just so interesting to see someone who you know from that like television distance, just up close and personal on the podcast. And she's just like, there's no filter. Finally. It's so interesting. I think we talk about that on the show. Yeah. Okay. So let's just get to it. I'll shut the fuck up. Me too. Okay. See ya. Bye. Bye. We have Sarah Silverman here with us. And what is so exciting is that Sarah has just dropped her own podcast, the Sarah Silverman podcast. Monkey see, monkey do. (laughs) Copycat. (laughs) Welcome to podcast land. (laughs) I call it That's So Silverman. (laughs) Something that I love, we were just talking before we recorded about your guest hosting of Ellen, which it was so joyful. And the thing that I saw from you hosting that and then also from listening to your show is I feel like you're finally in this place where you are being yourself unrestrained in a way that's not just stand up. Because I've seen you in these other show formats where they try to put you into like their version of what the show needs to be or fitting these guidelines. And finally, I feel like you're just like, fuck it. And it's so beautiful to watch. Thank you. I I feel that way, too. I mean, you know, the really interesting thing for me with this podcast is, one, I really feel like this is immediate. Like, this may be my media. I I love it so much. Mm -hmm. I love how free I am. I love how loose it is, how messy it is. But what was so interesting was, like, I had to learn all the lessons that I learned so many years ago in stand-up all over again. Like, Mm. why didn't they just carry through? I have no idea, but I find it very interesting, you know? Like, what sort of thing? Well, like, I was like, fucking this, fucking that, fuck, fuck, fucking, fucking, fucking. I mean, I just swore so much in the first few episodes because I just think I felt so free. And I hadn't had that feeling probably since, like, moving to New York and being like, I can smoke cigarettes, I can smoke pot, you know, and like, <laughs> you learn to kind of set your own boundaries for your life, you know, mm-hmm. and, um, and I had to have that lesson, you know, I, I, that I learned so long ago in stand up, which is like, don't swear, don't use swearing as a crutch, you know, use it as a choice, mm-hmm. it should be But, you know, there are very few choices being made during a podcast because you're just going, 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 going. But it should have a purpose or pointedly no purpose. Sure. You know, but like to just use it because I deep down, maybe I feel like the content of what I'm saying is weak, you know, or neat or I don't have confidence in it. You know, it's like all those lessons you learn about swearing or saying fuck every other word, you know, in your stand up that it's so funny all these years later, I had to learn it again. Like I, I, you know, there must've been a insecurity or something that, that I counterbalanced with like fucking this, fucking that, you know, to a degree. Well, it's also just like that thing of freedom. Like I remember when I was really young in comedy and Janine Garofalo watched my set and she was like, why do you say fuck so much? Why do you feel like you need to say pussy? Like, why do you feel that you need to do that? And it was because it was this space where I could finally feel free. So I was like overdoing it. And I was like, and it's like subversive. And she's like, that's not what subversive means. <laughs> like you don't need to assert your freedom. And it's, I think the same thing with podcasting. We're like, you've been on TV for so long. I'm sure you couldn't do any of those things, right. even on streaming. Yeah, even on streaming, even on, I mean, there was so much freedom on Hulu, HBO, but still not the same. Yeah. Still someone else's agenda, somebody else's, platform, you know, and and that's cool. You've proven yourself in this industry as an artist, as a comedian, as an actor, as all these things. And yet you still have felt restrained. And I think like so many people listening have that thing of like, how can I get out of that feeling of feeling, you know, tightened by restrictions of other people? Right. And then the freedom is incredible. But, you know, it's like limits are what art's born out of. Mm. art finds a way but like when it's just like 
hey, artist, do anything you feel. You know, it's just kind of like, huh? <laughs> yeah. What am I fighting against? I have nothing to... <laughs> That I have nothing to hit my the ball against. There's no wall. There's no, you know. So it just was interesting. It's like it's been like an interesting process, even to the point of, you know, I'm the first one to tell like young comedians, like, don't worry about getting seen. You know, don't worry about an agent coming to see you. Don't worry about networking. That's all bullshit. That's for mediocre people to find success. Mm-hmm. But, just keep your head down and do what you do and be great. And trust me, when you're great, people will be talking about you and they'll come to see you. Yeah. But, you know, obviously I'm doing press for the podcast. That's, you know, I mean, but but at a certain point I was like, you know, why aren't there pieces written? You know, like, and I was, I. it's always when I take a puff, I'm in the tub that I think about the day and I go, oh my God, I'm... That kid mm. that is like, I want an agent to come see me. <laughs> Six months. I mean, come on. How many episodes have I had out? Eight? You know, like, just keep your head down and get good at this, Sarah, you know? And it's just interesting to, to learn these lessons all over again. A little embarrassing. But also, it's I think it's neat, that stuff, you know? I mean... You definitely can't tell that you feel that you're learning a lesson when you listen to the show. And well, I talk about it, you know, I mean, right. As far as like getting your sea legs are concerned. And I liked the whole like finding your theme song element. That was a really that fun journey. <laughs> but, you know, when we were starting to we were promoing this episode and I went on Instagram and I was like, call into the show, ask for questions for Sarah. And I said, your podcast hits the notes and only in the way that only Sarah can do. And then I was like, maybe some people like don't really know what that means. And I think it's like the way that you can talk about the world and the divide is like the perfect balance of truth and hard truth and levity and love. And you it's like you have this like expertise in that corner and it's just it's seriously so important. And I think that everyone that's listening to you knows that because 90% of your voicemails are people just thanking you for being yeah. a kind person. Honestly, they, I mean, I don't, <laughs> play, like, we don't play it just like compliments, but sometimes they <laughs> compliments when they start. But it's very nice. Well, those are really like the elements of a true healer. Yeah, you're a healer, man. Yeah, I'm a healer. Yeah. I taught you how to be a healer. <laughs> a ball in my bed. <laughs> Trying to figure out life. Okay, guys. We're breaking up our ad segment today, giving love to what Steph and I have been making morning, noon, and night, and what we're putting under our armpits. So first up, we're talking about peak tea. Morning, noon, and night. Peak tea is your daily antioxidant powerhouse for radiant health. Elizabeth and I have both been drinking Peak's Sun Goddess Matcha every day, and it's seriously just a meditation in a cup. It's the perfect blend of caffeination and balance because matcha gives you that four to six hours of steady energy, and then it also has L-theanine in it, which is a very calming amino acid. They call it nature's chill pill. So you get that wave of caffeination plus an underlying super calm clarity and focus. And Sun Matcha, Sun Goddess Matcha is known as the world's best matcha. It is 100% organic and ceremonial grade. And all of Peak Teas are triple toxin screened for heavy metals, pesticides, and toxic mold. Oof. And they even screen Sun Goddess Matcha for radioactive isotopes. Literally what's going on in the world where tea is so toxic. Concerning. They have 20 different flavors, so you can really choose your own adventure with all of that. But when I'm stewing tea bags, it's always differing depending on what tea, like how long it needs to be Mm -hmm. in the water for. And the thing I've realized with peak tea, I'm getting the perfect tasting cup every single time I make it for myself because you're not brewing it. Yeah, it's perfect. So they're delivering concentrated antioxidants to support healthy immunity, digestion, and weight management with their cutting-edge cold crystallization technology extracts, the active ingredients in superfoods at their maximum potential. They triple toxin screen, like I said, for pesticides, heavy metals, and toxic mold, so you get all the benefits with no junk, 
The tea crystals dissolve in seconds in cold or hot water, so you can drink on the go, add to smoothies, or zero prep, no drama. If you don't believe us, Peak won three gold medals at the Global Tea Championships, and they have 15,000 five-star reviews, more than any tea brand in the market. Also have a 30-day satisfaction guarantee, so you love it or you get your money back. Guys, the shit speaks for itself. That's P-I-Q-U-E-T-E-A dot com slash retrograde. We are giving... 5% off your first order. They don't do discounts. So we are very excited to be able to offer this to you guys. That's peak tea. It's the tea for radiant health. Who doesn't want that? We want it. Peaktea.com slash retrograde. All right. Now we're talking about each and every deodorant that has been such a great find. They are a female founded company made with clean ingredients that are sustainable and actually work. Elizabeth, what is there to say about each and every? It's just so cool. There's a lot to say about it. You know, the multiple layer test is the grandest test of them all when it comes to a clean deodorant. Mm -hmm. Because for me, the layers, they make you sweat. True. Your deodorant either needs to show up or shut up at that moment. Ooh, I like I've never heard someone say that about deodorant, but I'm really on board. I am loving the scent of the sandalwood and black pepper same as well as the rose and vanilla and they're unisex by the way and there's many and they all sound great and I probably will end up trying all of them same and just it's worth saying that each and every is made with just six simple and safe ingredients like coconut oil and dead sea salt plus natural essential oils and extracts for fragrance and the application is so silky and smooth with no residue. It really just like glides on and then you can just put a shirt on with no worries of stains. And it's been found to provide odor protection equal to an antiperspirant, like you said, without aluminum. And as though all of that wasn't enough, it comes in sustainable plant-based packaging and it's vegan and cruelty-free too. So each and every has us covered as far as our stinkiness is or is not concerned. (laughs) So head over to eachandevery.com slash retrograde. Enter promo code retrograde and you will get 30% off your first purchase. If you order a set, it will be a good idea because you're going to want to try all their scents. I'm just really excited that they've joined us as partners because this is a brand that you and I both use and we love. And we're so excited to introduce this to you guys. Again, that is promo code retrograde over at eachandevery.com slash retrograde. That's 30% off. Now back to the show with Sarah. Yay. Before we get in, because we have some fun voicemails as a nod to to your show, but let's talk like a little bit more like wellnessy for a second. Yes. Um, talk to us about skin because yours is always on point and we want to know your secrets. What's my secret? Don't I mean, pick. You kind of look like how you did like oh, 20 years ago still. I have to say like sometimes I don't like like I feel like my jawline's wobbly, you know, as it should. You know, I'm going to be 50 in a few weeks. But I do feel like I like the way I look. I really do. Like, oh, I hope it lasts. You know, I, <laughs> I think that so far I'm aging. I definitely notice like a chip monkey that's that's coming to the fore and like just things that are, I don't know, it's interesting, but uh, I'm into it. I don't know. Like, God, I was watching, I won't say the show, but I'm into this one show and the lead actress who's a big movie star is like, there is not, it fits her character actually, but I mean, there's not a line on her face. Like, I mean, I get, now I have like really deep grooves here that I'm not psyched about and Whatever. I But I just, it looks weird. To not move? To be 50 and have really tight skin. Yeah. I think I know exactly which show you're talking about because I am, and we can bleep it out. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) Your thing with your skin has never been about not moving. It's like you've been able to maintain the texture of your skin. And I know it's because yeah. you put like a thousand things on it. Ugh, I love my nighttime, whatever This it is, is what we're talking about. Oils. Yeah, talk yeah. to, walk us through what, what it is currently. 
The only Lancer product, that, well, no, I use a couple actually, but I use this at night. I use a mild cleanser. If I have makeup on my face, especially if I have no makeup, if I didn't wear any makeup all day, I'll just like rinse it with water sometimes. Mm-hmm. But if I feel like I need to scrub, I use a little bit of the that polish and I exfoliate my face. I do have a process because then I put this H10 stuff on like my melasma places. It's like that's what it's supposed to do. It's supposed to kind of help peel off the I have pigment. You know, I've got like dark brown mustache stains and stuff from like if I even glance at the sun. <laughs> I put like a vitamin C thing and I like press it in. <laughs> um, and I take... Just a clean moisturizer, like even if you use like oil of Olay for sensitive skin or um, the Lancer has the Nourish, but I've been using this one called, I don't know, it's in a green thing. I like it. It's just really clean. And then I, I put, I have dry skin. So I take a little moisturizer and then I put a few drops of any oil. Like I love that RMS Mm -hmm. yellow oil. I don't know what it is. Yeah. Also, like if I'm running low, I'll use olive oil, grapeseed oil, coconut oil, you know, anything. I just, my skin is dry. So you mix the oil with the cream? Yeah. And I lather it on and I do this. Upward (laughs) motion. Science. You're moving the molecules up. (laughs) Before I do this, I've got to like flatten down the hairs on the side. (laughs) Maybe an eye cream if I see one around from a from a gift bag or something. No. <laughs> wee, wee, wee. But I'll like, if I pee in the middle of the night and I'm up to it, I'll put a little oil on my face and do another. Because I, I just have. Oh, a second really application. Fresh. Yeah. Wow. When I remember just drinking water. Steph mm-hmm. has helped me remember to drink a lot of water. <laughs> Pause for water break. Hold on. <laughs> Everybody at home. Hydrate in this moment if you can. If you're driving, be mindful. <sighs> yeah, I think everyone um, has been really dying to know your skincare routine. So thanks for letting us in on the process. Now that I go through it. I feel like my toothbrushing routine is more interesting. But hot scoop. I quote you constantly on death creeps in through the gums. Yeah, I, yeah. I don't know where I heard that, or I, I must have made it up. I think I actually think I made it up, or maybe my mom said it. Mm. Well, uh, it's being passed along, so yeah, don't you worry. It does because keeping it alive, especially male comics, they don't take care of their teeth. You know, unless they have a woman in their life that's like, take care of your teeth, like floss. You fucking like, monster. No one, there's no one there to say you have to floss every fucking day mm-hmm. and brush your teeth and your tongue. Tongue scrape. And to- yeah, I have a really good tongue scraper right now that I like. That's like the missing link, I think, for why people have some bad breath is that the back of their tongue gets like that weird buildup on it. Oh, my God. Uh, so much. Yeah. It's and, sick. And, you know, maybe gargle. I like Therabreath. It mm. doesn't have alcohol yep. in it. And Love that one. I like to do like a hard gargle. <laughs> Sarah. But, you know, the revelation has been my Sonicare... Water, water pick toothbrush. You gave me my water pick. I don't know if you remember, but like one of the most important gifts I've received. Yes. Well, thank you. But it, yours is just the water pick, right? That's what I gave. It's just the water pick, and it has like the the station. It's a little bulky, but it's a lot. It but I would trip. suggest, and I'm glad you still use it. But <laughs> you now have a water pick toothbrush, so that there's two buttons. The top one is your toothbrush, you know, electric toothbrush. Then press the bot, you know, do every tooth, every side of every tooth. That's how I do it. Three seconds on each tooth. Then you press the second button. And I have it all the way up to 20. The water pick is so powerful. And then you're brushing your teeth with a water pick. Ah. Oh, my God. When you're done, you can't help but, like, Smile. <laughs> Use code Sarah. Seriously. 
I want to do ads for these people. You can. Sonicare, if you're listening, slide into Sarah's DMs. She's trying to be your spokesperson. Slide into my BMs. <laughs> it's that time in the show, friends. Hey. We are talking about a daily ritual and one of, I think, the best advancements that have happened in wellness as of late. Don't fast forward. Don't fast forward. We see you when you fast forward and we don't appreciate it. You're missing good nuggets. So first up, we are talking about a dear old friend to that so retrograde, ritual multivitamins. It's really hard to find a multivitamin that you really can trace the ingredients of. And Ritual has that on lock. They are a clean, vegan-friendly formula. And you can go on their website and they can tell you everything that's in their vitamin and where they come from, which I'm personally just obsessed with. Yeah, Ritual is formulated with key nutrients, including D3 to help fill gaps in the diet. Their fresh-tasting, delayed-release capsules are designed to dissolve later in less sensitive areas of the stomach, so you can take them with or without food. Ritual is also designed with different stages of life in mind. Not only do they have the women's multi, which Steph and I love and have been talking about on this show for quite a while, but they've expanded into men and teens so they're really like covering it all for all of us. Ritual multivitamins. They also have prenatal. Did we say this? We said it now. Very important. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I actually, I will say this. I've had a few friends tell me that their OBGYNs recommend the prenatal. Wow, that's awesome. And they've used our code, which is, if you head over to ritual.com slash retrograde, you will get 10% off during your first three months. So the whole thing with Ritual that's fantastic is it comes straight to your door. You can start it. You can snooze your subscription. You can cancel it if you're not into it. If you don't love Ritual within your first month, they'll refund your first order. So as we said, head over to ritual.com slash retrograde. Start your ritual today. You'll get 10% off during your first three months. That's ritual.com slash retrograde. Hi, it's Demi Lovato. Therapy helped me release my voice and find freedom. An inner freedom that I've been looking for from a very young age. You know my voice from years ago, but there was another voice you never heard on camera or through my music. That voice held me back. My journey with therapy has flipped the script by silencing that voice and empowering this voice. My voice. Take the first step towards feeling better and go to Talkspace.com and connect to a licensed therapist today. Guys, we actually have an episode coming up soon where we get more into this, but Talkspace is offering virtual therapy, also known as teletherapy. I didn't realize that we were using the word tele for everything, but makes sense. Also, not only will you be able to Zoom or whatever the encrypted technology with your therapist, but you can also text your therapist at Talkspace. And you know, you guys, this is my obsession because I love to be high maintenance. So if you're wondering what we're talking about, Talkspace is an online therapy community that connects you with a licensed therapist for a fraction of the price of in-person therapy. You get matched with your perfect therapist and you can reach out 24-7, text or call. Talkspace, they have licensed therapists trained in over 40 specialties, including anxiety, depression, relationships, and more. And no matter what, they can find you the perfect therapist for you. If you don't like the person they match you with, you can get a new one without that awkward conversation of it's not me, it's you. I don't know what else to say. What a beautiful invention. And it's secure and private using the latest encryption technology to store client information. I feel like as we move and evolve into this whole not in-person situation, we want to know that what's coming from our hearts and our minds is stays between us and our therapist. That feels that's right. very important to point out. Um, right. They are on the mission to make therapy affordable and accessible for all of us. So the bottom line is that we all need someone to talk to and Talkspace wants to give us the support we deserve at a price we can afford. Go over to Talkspace.com or download the Talkspace app or both, whatever you want. You'll use code retrograde and you will get $100 off your first month. Is that right? Yes. Talkspace.com code retrograde. You get $100 off your first month using the code retrograde. 
guys, start talking, let it off your chest. There's no need to hold things in anymore when you can text a stranger and they're obligated to respond. Now, back to the show. Okay, should I play them? Yeah. Dearest Falcon, first of all, I love you. And hi to Sarah Silverman. Oh my God, I love you. And hi, Elizabeth Cott. But we all know the hotline is all about the Stephanie Sambari Falcon. So I address you, dear one. So my issue is that I feel like everyone is just shitty trash attitudes. I feel like I'm working so hard on myself and I get all the frustration and all of that, but I am very sensitive to the fact that I don't know. I just like can't find out, can't find any love out in the world. I'm trying to raise the vibration, be really positive, take good care of myself, you know, be kind and considerate to others. But I really need like people to level up and I feel like I'm walking around all judgy and shitty because I'm like, why are all these people so shitty? And then, and that's probably what everyone's doing. So, you know, I need a mantra for like believing in the goodness of people. And then I can focus on better things like getting laid safely in a pandemic and finding a soulmate and having everything that I've ever dreamed of. Anyway, I love y'all. I love what you do. You bring such goodness and such thriving to the world. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. That was sweet. <laughs> you guys, look at this made. Look at this community you've made. Aw, it's true. Thanks, Sarah. What do we have to say to this lovely person? I think she's on a really good path, and I know it must be frustrating. Definitely. You really can't change people, but I do think, well, I know scientifically that energy is contagious. It's like when someone haunts at you and gives you the finger, you have like, you carry that unless you like, you know, it takes me a few beats to like talk myself through that and not take on that energy, you know, Mm -hmm. or if you're driving and, you know, I love having an opportunity where somebody like cuts me off or something and when our eyes meet I go like hey it's a you know or or if I'm able to if I do something messed up and they they look at me angry but by the time they are their eyes meet mine I'm like I'm so sorry and they're like it's okay you know it's like it's so interesting how energy works and I know those were all motor vehicle examples but it's like to me it seems like the clearest ones but she can't change the people around her but I do think as an exercise if she really focuses on finding the best parts of people, you know, even casually or just, you know, to herself or just or just mirroring something like positive in a person like, you know, every time I see you, you've got a, you know, smile on your face or I guess that wouldn't be it because they'd already be a happy person. But you can always find something. And, and even, you know, remember when. Hillary Clinton and Trump were were debating and someone said, say something nice about each other. And like, I was like, what's she going to say? And he, she said, you know, your kids really seem to adore you. You know, but there's always something. Mm, right. There's always something you can yeah. find. And if, and if you find something in the people around you and even the smallest thing and mirror it, I do think that that's contagious, you know, and I, I think she's going to see more light around her it's not her responsibility that's for sure but she is responsible for her own happiness and that seems to be a big part of it yeah it sounds like Mm. she's walking around a little bit with a negative lens understandably well you know a little bit you're setting people up to disappoint you right exactly no hard time and people aren't handling things well and they're doing the best they can with what they've been given yeah so um yeah i think when 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 people get mirrored positively in a way that, you know, it's like if you see someone's show and it sucks, but you find something like the sets were brilliant or like something <laughs> true that you can bring yeah. back. It really changes people. It softens people. It makes them open. So, and then, it, you know, when you see the best in them, more of the best of them comes forth because it feels good. 
Yeah, I think like that what you said about setting yourself up for disappointment is coming from a place because you already are disappointed because everyone is struggling. Disappointing. Yeah, and and struggling. And I think entertaining the notion that instead of people are inherently shitty, people are inherently good. They just are operating maybe with not as much information as you are. And that's where I start to get compassion where I'm like, oh man, like if they just could know what I know or see what I see, they might change their view instead of they're not necessarily choosing to see the world the way that they're seeing that they just might not know that there's another option. So if you as a person have that other perspective to offer that without being disappointed that they don't already have that. Does that make sense? It does. I mean, in general, if you can find ways to love people mm-hmm. or have compassion for them, it does come back, you know, yeah. it, it, not in a condescending way. That's a big difference. Right. Not like, oh, you're stupid. I feel bad for you. Yeah. Ble- not not in the bless your heart way, because that's right. It feels like a fuck you to people. Yeah. And it, in an it earnest is. way, there's always something to see in someone. Mm-hmm. And to be patient, like, God, people take so long to learn and to change and to see things. And like, we got to celebrate small victories where we can. Yeah. Like, little things really matter. Okay, next. Hey, ladies. Have a question about business and branding and messaging for you guys. I'm wondering how you feel about the current trend in having to tell your story to have a business. And how it's mostly women that are expected to share their story and do storytelling to grow their business, whereas men don't have to do that. And I know this is a little out of the wellness spectrum, but I feel like it's the business spectrum and you two have done a good job at navigating letting us know enough about you without knowing maybe too much. And is storytelling necessary. Maybe it'll be a laugh. Not sure. Hope so. Bye. (laughs) I would say the only reason why you don't know too much about us is because Elizabeth is here. Otherwise, I would be oversharing until the end of time. I love a little mystery. What can I say? Well, I think first of all, I'll speak to, I just don't think that, that listening to like the status quo of, especially if you need to feel like as a female, you need to share all sides of you in order to have people interested. I think it's up to us as individuals to set the tone for what we're comfortable with and like start from there as a baseline. And if you want to get into it from like a marketing perspective, I think everything you do in terms of a share should be intentional in terms of like your goal with the business and like how that feeds in versus sharing for the sake of sharing. I think it's important to have people connect to what you're putting out in the world and being really honest about where you're coming from and this and your story or the brand story. It's a really great place to start. But I think that if you're feeling pushed to share something that doesn't feel comfy or organic, that authenticity is gone. So start with like how what's your goals first and like how can you add a narrative that fits to leading to that goal. That's where I would start. Solid advice. Is she talking about, because there are a lot of men that, I mean, the business world is so male dominated and so sexist. It's really wild. Like who people are comfortable giving their funds to is so messed up. But in terms of just like the stories telling, Rory is obsessed with those commercials where it's like, hey, I'm Steve and I'm Tony. And we started Bomba Socks because like, <laughs> like um, owners as their own spokesman thing is, you know. Yeah, I'm funny. sure that's what she's alluding to. But I actually think that this is interesting, Sarah, from your perspective, by way of your industry. I think that for so long, it's just like if you're in entertainment and you're successful in entertainment, then we should have access to all of you. Mm. And that's. But don't talk about Ooh. politics. Just be funny. Right. But we don't want to hear. Yeah, exactly. But like, we like, want to know what you're fucking. Totally. And that, I mean, there's so yeah. much wrong with that. And I think we're starting to wake up and realize 
boundaries and, and all those things. At least I'm hopeful that that's the case. But I love a good celeb gossip moment too. I'm not going to lie. But I, I reveal like too – like I just feel like there is nothing left to know about me. I'm pretty much – Right. I mean you're like the open book of open books. Yeah. So what would your advice be for someone who's maybe feeling a little cagey around self-expression but like feeling the call to do that but might not know where to start? Well, I, I mean, my impulse is that, you know, I'm, I'm a, I'm a, what's it called when you're this guy? Extrovert. Flashing. A flasher? <laughs> yeah, but. The, ex- the guy with the trench coat who's naked know, underneath. Like mentally in the exhibition, like a little bit mm. mentally in the you know. But if you don't have that impulse, I mean, I think it just boils down to this. Express yourself the way you see fit, period. Mm-hmm. And you know what? Like sometimes I get like brand stories. We get brand stories sent to us and it's like so much story. And I'm just like, what? I don't even know what the thing is at this point. Like, yeah. Like what is the product? Does it work? Can it help me? I don't know. Yeah. I think right. that's the first part. I, as a consumer, like a dope brand story is awesome, but that's always kind of the second most important thing. Right. And also it's like, to me, the best brand stories are a sentence. It's like Newman's own. Paul, New- they, they, they made a brand of stuff and it all goes to charity. Great. And it's yeah. Paul Newman. And it's yeah. good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> also. Good, good salad dressing from a hot movie star. <laughs> we'll take it with a charitable <laughs> give back. Done. Okay. We have one more voicemail. Hi, everybody. I'm calling because my dad is a Trump supporter. Relatable. And he's, he's kind of cagey about it, but he's almost exclusively post to Facebook from the Epoch Times, which is far, far right propaganda site posing as news. Now that the election is over, he's pretty regularly posting misinformation and asking, you know, whether or not the uh, results were fair, etc. I guess I'm just wondering, he knows that I am, a, I guess we call radical leftist at this point. And I'm wondering if it's worth really trying to dig in and repair the relationship. I'm wondering if it's worth trying to at least just dissuade him from the belief that what he's plugging into is true or meaningful information. And whether that's a meaningful use of my time to actually try and engage with this person or if it's really better to just like walk away. Uh, I don't have a strong attachment to him at this point, but I do think that maybe it's potentially better to to really try and, you know, at least like give it my best shot and make meaningful effort. So let me know what you guys think. Uh, I mean, I relate to that like so much. And I don't know what the answer is. Um, I, I think he's he's your dad. Whatever that means to you, it he doesn't, you know, his value in your life is that's up to you. But you're not going to change his mind. Mm-hmm. So I think you know, for the years you have left of, of this relationship. I don't know if he's able to not talk about politics, but, you know, maybe your relationship can be based more on other things, Mm -hmm. things you share, a TV show you both watch, memories, questions. I mean, for me, when it comes to, you know, fathers, grandparents, whatever, mothers, asking them questions about their lives will give you so many more answers than what trying to change their mind does. I mean, I could go into the immorality of Facebook and the fact that they're responsible for what could have been the end or may be the end of this democracy through misinformation. They get this loophole, which is called Section 230 or something, where they are not considered a news outlet, which means that they're not, the buck doesn't stop with them. They're not beholden Mm. to, they're not responsible for any of the content. They're just the vessel. Because of this, people, and because of the algorithms it works off of, and because misinformation spreads exponentially faster than truth, it's caused genocides in this world. It's caused 
a lot of violence and certainly has divided this country, which was the goal of this administration and its only strength. That is all of that stuff aside. Ask him questions. Ask him about his childhood. Ask him things you don't know. Ask him about the dynamic he had with his parents or if there was a special adult in his life. Or, you know, I've been making mixes. Like, I just made a mix for my boyfriend's mother. And I've just been really interested lately in um, taking their age, figuring out when they were 12 and when they were, like, 17 and getting the top hits from that time and making a mix from them, and then also extrapolating into, like, music. If they like this, they might like this from now or from the 70s or from the 80s or from the 90s or, you know, and and it's been really fun. And there's something that wakes up. I mean, if you look at, like, the top 10 or top 20 hits from the year you were 12, you're going to know every single word to every single song. It's just there's something about that age where we were such sponges and absorbed so much and it it molded us in so many ways. When you have much older people and you find the music from when they were 12 and play it and listen it to, to it with them, it so much pours out of them. You know, because music is attached to so much. And I've just been finding it so interesting. I love that you did that. For my parents' 50th wedding anniversary, I made a mix of the top songs from that the charts oh. that day that they got married. Really, really great budget-friendly <laughs> gifts. I feel like the, great, the best say. gifts I've gotten have been mixes from people who, I mean, Stephanie, you've introduced me to so much great music. And, oh. I mean, you got me into, like, Taylor Swift, Father John Misty. <laughs> oh. But I still listen to that Father John Misty. Um, He's the best. His cover of Taylor Swift's Blank Space mm-hmm. as Lou Reed, it's so brilliant. And it, yeah. it really shows you what a great lyricist and songwriter Taylor Swift is because you just think it's a Lou Reed song. And oh. it's, it's brilliant. Speaking to my mm-hmm. heart. I get excited by that. You know, like I think Miley Cyrus is like, a total artist. Yeah, she's she's so great. I'm excited she has another album that's going to drop, I think, like in a week or something. Yeah, I'm curious to see what she does. Collab with Joan Jett. Collab with Billy Idol. She's in that like 80s zone right now. I think yeah. like Miley goes through the decades. What did yeah. she say? Heart of Glass? Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. No, that's really, really good advice, Sarah. Yeah. I just want to like go back to that for a second because... I needed to hear that personally. Like, I don't know sometimes where to land with my dad because it's yeah, like, uh, how is that going? What, how is he reacting since the election? You know, I really started, I really decided to start getting into it with him more like in the beginning of the pandemic and like when Black Lives Matter was happening. And I really wanted to like check in with him and be like, okay, like you might be a Trump supporter, but like, I know you're not like the type of racist person that people are saying all Trump supporters are. I think that you might be like an asleep racist person who doesn't understand his privilege to the degree that like it's racism is baked into the foundation of our country. You might not understand that. So I tried to get into like that conversation, had him watch the 13th documentary. He was like really open to talking about it, was talking about how shitty it was and was like really. And I was like, OK, like we're making progress. Like yeah, that's- that, that documentary is undeniable. So it's great. So that's, that's great. That's so great. He was willing to watch that. And then you had him. It was cool. And we were like listening. To, we were like he would read different news sources. But then I went back on his Facebook page and it was all just like it was like Groundhog Day. Like we went through this great conversational loop and I thought we were getting the same page and I thought oh maybe he won't even vote for Trump this time and then I went and visited Facebook and it was just like reposting all Trump stuff and was really into it and then I just was like I can't like to the voicemails point like I'm not I'm presenting and offering information he's he's a he's a follower of Keith Rainier Rainier yeah but it's Trump. but I will say he's like, it's over. He should concede. Like, I think he's he's one of those people who's like, okay, democracy is democracy. We can't like take it to the next level. Did you see Biden just won Georgia? Yeah, I saw that. Thank you. But what I what I was going to say, and maybe this girl relates is like, 
prior to the Trump thing, it's not like my relationship with him was so amazing anyways. And so I think that's been the harder part is I'm like, well, now that that's there, what do I really have to go back to? Or or to like to say like, oh, I want to make my relationship about talking about my life experience or your life experience. Like I didn't have any reference point for where to start. And just the idea of like, tell me a story about when you were a kid or let's talk about this memory that we share together. Like that's such good advice because I really do feel rudderless. And sometimes like I want to talk to him, but I don't call him because I'm like, what are we going to talk about? And that's sad. And it's like, you know, our parents are getting older and I do, I already feel it. I already feel like, wow, I've been living in LA for almost 13 years. Like, have I really had a relationship with my dad in my adult life? Like, no. It'd be interesting if the next time you are talking to him, if you just throw out like, what's your earliest memory? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I don't know. I mean, no, that's what I'm saying. That's that cool. He's, he's yeah. that he'll embrace that. He'll, yeah. he'll get something from it. It serves him. And I think it's normal for a child, no matter how old we are, we make our relationship with our parents about us. Right. It just happens. You know, like we, we only have them in context to us. And so well, before you to know remove, it, you are going to, you and Steven are going to be taking care of them. So, right. You know. Will I? <laughs> I'm kidding. Yeah, they play their cards. Yeah, see what's going on in a couple of years, buddy. <laughs> Anyways, thank you so much. That's really, really good advice. I really appreciate That's that. Advice. I love you guys. Love you so much. Love you too. I will say two things. One, the Sarah Silverman podcast comes out every Thursday. Thursday. Guys, it must listen. It's so good. It's honestly, when I saw you're getting a podcast, I was like, yes, somebody who I want to hear from mm-hmm. is getting a podcast. How amazing. Also, I have to thank you. You know, I was the biggest fan of the Sarah Silverman program. And I found myself throughout quarantine just breaking into Cookie Party, the song. Oh, it's <laughs> like, I know when. It's a perfect quarantine song, really, I, I believe. Cookie party, give me something to feel. That's so, so. great. <laughs> <laughs> Is it so streaming somewhere now? Jam. Yeah, I just read that it was CBS All Access. That's awesome. Yeah, great. Yeah, I was tickled. <laughs> Can't wait to watch that. Thank you so much for just, you know, you were like championing that's so retrograde since day one. And it means the world to us. So thank you so much, Sarah. Yeah. I'm just in awe of what you've built here. And that's awesome. And I love you both. Love you, you too. So Come back much. soon. Right. So long. Yes.